Yeah, I think I'm ready to. I uh, I was pretty nervous the last few months, but I think at this point it's it's time. We're uh, the the 30s are going to be our best decade yet. <laughs> best decade so far, for sure. Oh, we're going to do some decade talk. Is this some Syl Bimmons parody um, going on right here? I mean, what's your best decade? I'm, I'm going to say the uh, 17 to 27 is the best decade. Speaking of uh, Syl Bimmons and his cohort, did you guys see the Jackie McMullen comment that uh, has been yeah. making its way around the internet? I actually listened to that pod today. What was uh, it? She, Basi- uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, you, you, know, you go to it. She was on oh, Rasilla's. Hey, by, by the way, we'll call it in. Welcome to Midwars Podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our ideas and stuff. My name is Zach, and I'm joined by. My name is Toilet. My name is Luke. Okay, for those of you who are just listening to our riveting conversation um, about uh, going to prison to get the coronavirus vaccine, we're now gonna we're now going to segue. It's a bit big, gracefully. Big, uh, segue gracefully. Our, uh... Yeah, big big J move into talking about Jackie McMullen. Well, you know who is also second in line for the coronavirus vaccine are senior citizens. Ergo, Jackie McMullen. Continue toilet. Continue toilet. <laughs> Oh man! Well, Sweet Prince Ryan Rosillo was uh, playing host to another elite Boston New Englander podcaster media giant, Jackie Mack, um, and they dusted off Jackie Mack for her uh, take on the whole Kyrie Irving situation. If you're not uh, paying attention to what's going on with Kyrie Irving, he is a free spirit. Some might say <laughs> he is some just might say. he is just like more than just a basketball player. He wants to be known for his, you know, his art that he does, which I, I don't know what art he is, you know, speaking of if it's literally spoken word um, and speaking in confusing sentences. Um, but in a conversation with uh, Kyrie Irving and Jackie Mack, um, he basically said there should be no NBA draft. You know, as players, we're not property. And I, his greater point, you know, makes sense. Like, you know, we, we are, you know, individual people, you know, we are, we have talents. Um, like some of these, like, you know. Like us podcasters, we have talents. We have talents. Like um, we should be properly compensated. We should have some kind of agency and autonomy and, mm-hmm. you know, where, where we go, what we play, that kind of stuff. And she kind of ignored the piece where he says we are not property and she, said yes you are that's why you get paid so much money yada yada so um Ooh, you know, without without ouch. pulling the direct quote um <laughs> she is getting dragged a little bit on the internet in a time where pretty much you do anything not even out of context in context that is completely like inappropriate and gross like uh that might be the end for jackie mack for a while she might be uh on the back burner for a while i listened to it today and i kind of had the same reaction because she was talking about a conversation that she had with Kyrie like back in the day and she he wasn't there when she when he said this when she said no, this, was he no Kyrie no he wasn't I, well, he wasn't I, like in the room no no, no he wasn't <laughs> oh no, this okay. was a pod this was a pod between <laughs> thank god Bill. this was Syl Ryan and Jackie Mack but yeah so he was basically Kyrie is like well, you know we aren't anybody's property we should be able to make our own decisions and she and Jackie Mac was like, well, no, you aren't. You are property. Like you are property. So, Yikes. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems with well, the NBA and I don't, you know, this, this is a, a larger topic that we usually cover here on a Midwest podcast. But um, I think that overall, like 
we really should be like letting these players have a platform for like what they have to say. And like Kyrie Irving, yes, he like does like silly, outrageous things like the spurning of the sage, which I thought was just kind of funny. Yeah, that was just funny. But, but side, side note, side note, my dad went to like a men's retreat like 10 years ago and came back and like did that for a week and started burning sage started smudging <laughs> started burning sage all around the house and like he he burned it for like i don't know maybe a couple of days and then just like for about a like six months there was just a, a like a one quarter burned like thing of sage just like sitting on the countertop <laughs> next to the coffee maker it was it was gonna be part of his morning ritual Hey, I mean, I like a sage candle or an incense stick. Like, I'm all for it. And if you, you know, exercise your demons, whatever you got to do. I just feel bad because, like, he's, like, a a joke now. You know, like, people make fun of him because he's so, like, well out there. Also, as of today, January 14th, Kyrie Irving hasn't showed up for a basketball game five games in a row. So do you think that he, like, just had the, like, kind of hypnotism that Peter had in office space where it's just, like... Yeah, I don't really feel like showing up for basketball today. I'm just gonna like do what feels right for me. I think I think he's I think he's he could he has the power to be well spoken and like to think of like you know very like difficult concepts and to actually like sort of piece them apart. But lately, he just like he doesn't explain. I don't think he just doesn't. I just think he doesn't explain himself. Yeah. So that's that's that's, that's where it's like okay, like you know, if you're really affected by the. Um, really affected by the events that have been going on lately in the country, like maybe, you know, like just like express it because now people are like not kind of like understanding the optics. Yeah. I think he's kind of unfortunately put himself in a position where it's the boy who cried flat earth. And like, you get, you know, like (laughs) the the podcast name right there, Luke, (laughs) like you, like people are going to listen to you because you are, you know, a polarizing figure. But like when you actually have like, like things that I would agree with, you know, like, oh, like here's some reform that we need to do for the NBA draft. But then you kind of put it in, you know, oh, it's from the same guy who says that the earth is flat. Like it's kind of hard to follow along. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like you're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. So this is a somewhat support of Kyrie Irving podcast as a uh, human being. We support most of what you got to say, Kyrie. Well, speaking of mercurial players on the Brooklyn Nets, can we talk about our large king, James Harden? <laughs> just, just ate his way out of a bad con. Just ate his way out of a bad deal. Ate I, his I way out it. of Houston, which is yeah. sincerely impressive. 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 <laughs> Especially that's a city where there's a lot of driving. So like, you know, he ain't, he ain't getting any. He ain't getting any exercise there. The two first jokes I saw on Twitter were the uh, income tax joke, which is not a joke. Like that kind of sucks. Um, and then the the net should trade for Russell Westbrook joke. So. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> How do you feel about Zach? Noted Wizards fan Zach Johnson. How do you feel about that? All right. Well, uh, you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna, I might. I might. You know, a, a, a lesser man would walk that take back. But I'm just gonna plant my flag, and I'm gonna Ripple move it down. forward too. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go sit next to Hank. I'm gonna go cuck Hank from you, and then start talking about how great the Wizards are. The Wizards beat the Nets. That's one of their two wins. It's a yeah. W for the Wizards. Oh my gosh, they're really only on two. I kind of stopped keeping track. <laughs> oh yeah, they're only on two. Wait, they might be on three now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's no more than three. Um, if I really believe this, it's time to double down on this bet. Um, so oh, if hey, they beat the Suns. 
Oh yeah. Hey. Oh, they played the Heat close. Oh, they played the Cavs. <laughs> that's a win. That's a win. That's oh, a they win. got back. They got back to backs with the Cavs. That's chalk it up to two wins. Sexland, dude. You have no respect for Sexland. <laughs> sex. Um, going back to Kyrie briefly. Uh, I mean, I think we all watched Last Dance, and you know, Dennis Rodman's like, "Yo, I need to take like a forty-eight hour hiatus, and I'm gonna come back even yes. bigger, and better than before." Like, if I got a week off of work unexpectedly and I got to come back, I feel like I'd be a better teacher for sure. But like, his was just like, both of them are just like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to show up for a while. And Kyrie's is indefinite versus with Rodman. It's like, we're going to have someone tail you for 72 hours while you're in Las Vegas. And they're going to drag you back to Chicago, whether you like it or not. Kyrie <laughs> is just like in the ether right now. He's on the <laughs> lamb. He's anywhere but Brooklyn. <laughs> Like he won't even show his face in Queens, like in any of the five boroughs. Wow. I'm trying to look I'm trying to look at I mean, they're saying he's now gonna reportedly sit out the rest of the season. Oh really? Is he upset about the James Harden thing? No, I don't I don't know oh. I don't know what he's upset about. Oh. I mean, we're talking about it and that was probably his goals to be talked about, so and I mean, it's not like Brooklyn has completely mortgaged their future for the next 10 years in order to make this team work. So oh, man. they better be starting to put together a better pitch for Kyrie Irving to play in the next couple weeks. So by reading the tea leaves, Luke, you are pretty uh, obviously on the side of this was a dumb idea. Yeah. Even if, like, let's say it all works as planned and they kick the shit out of the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Okay, well, no. If they win the NBA championship, then it's worth it. Okay. That's a big if. They just have to win one and it's all worth it. Yeah. And Zach, your thoughts? I'm I'm a little torn on it because I I get the idea. Like, you know, the fun thing about the deal like this is if you're – the Rockets, you get to put up the graphic that says, like, oh, we have, you know, X amount of first-round picks, right? But, like, the first pick isn't going to happen because it's a pick swap this year, and they're not going to swap picks because Brooklyn's not finishing worse than Houston, right? We can – that's a fair – I mean, I've made, I've made worse assumptions with the Wizards, so <laughs> – right now. So, I think what – No, Houston might be the – one of the worst, worst teams, teams in yeah. the West. When it, well, they they do have John Wall, Mister Game Six. <laughs> yeah, they have <laughs> John Wall and Victor for. Oladipo. I mean, that's a good backcourt. Not much else, though. All right, hide your bias, please. Victor Oladipo. No, um, I, you get you got like all these you got all these stra- all these these picks later on, and you know some of these could be end of the end of the first round picks. Like, great, we're gonna have picks twenty seven and. 22 some year and if we're already declining the third year option on both of them the moment they're drafted so at, at best you're going to get what like at, be- at best you're going to get a rotational player but they've got their but- picks for like the next six years so like long well, after kd is like well, pick, back on are, the thunder some of them are pick swap some of them are pick swap so it's like it's not they might not even happen but if, that's if every Houston's other year because they can't trade their pick yeah. every year otherwise yeah. they would have done that <laughs> <laughs> we could thank the Cavs for that one for that rule um it's like presti last year didn't he win like front office guy of the year or whatever because yeah, he just he just won like he, he robbed just got like a clippers. million are we sure he robbed them it's a king's I, ransom for paul george who they then had to pay a bazillion dollars the next year. 
This guy calls himself Playoff P. I mean, <laughs> I'd guys give him himself a nickname. I'd Those give him forty good. first round. I'd give you know for my first round picks until uh, you know twenty forty. There's a YouTube compilation of people hitting uh, game winning shots over Paul George. Guess how long it is? <laughs> oh, oh, like three minutes. It's like seven minutes fifty seconds long. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Well, I think like, I mean, if this so, was the Bulls, I would be super excited because I'm like, all right, awesome. Like, we're going to be relevant for at least two years. Like, it's going to be at least two years before one yeah. of these guys gets upset and wants a trade, right? Like this season and next season. Well, it's it actually be been good. zero years before one of the guys just stops deciding to show up to games. <laughs> I guess I get that. But like, I, I get Zach's point because we were talking about this with the NFL draft, too, of like, like the only way to get talent right now is to like luck and fall backwards into a superstar and people like want to come play with you or to build a mega team by shelling out and mortgaging the future. So you've got maybe two years, maybe three years, if you're really lucky of being like an elite team and very relevant. And then probably another three years where you're going to suck, like Do, really suck. Speaking, you, you make a good point to it. So speaking of everybody wants to point to the Seahawks, thing where they're like oh you draft russell wilson in the third round he's undervalued he's a starting quarterback uh you know borderline pro pro bowler and then you get to fill your roster out with a lot of expensive guys Mm -hmm. um but can we also say that like maybe that is part of it but also the other part is like if you look at their draft from that year i mean like they hit on guys and like all these other rounds i mean they hit on cam chancellor yeah, all across the board. So it's like either that or just have a franchise changing draft. I don't know. You know, if mm-hmm. if the bear if the bears go, I mean, yeah, here we go. All bears you have to do time. is have a franchise. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. No, 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 stop. I have a point. I want to make this point. If the bears hit Watson on, or if they take Watson or Mahomes in that 2017 draft, that's a franchise changing draft. Even take out Adam Shaheeni weenies, because like you get Eddie, you get Eddie Jackson in that draft. You get um. You'd get Watson, you'd get Tariq Cohen, like, boom, there you go. You get all these cost-controlled guys, and then all of a sudden the plan doesn't seem so weird. It doesn't seem uh, so far-fetched because then you you follow the model. It isn't just get a cheap quarterback and pay a bunch of people, have cap space, because, like, you can manipulate the cap space. I mean, the Saints have been doing it for years. How many times have we read the story of the Saints being pushed up to the edge of cap space every single year? And then, oh, but – here we go. Like they signed Jameis Winston to a one-year deal and gave him like decent money to back up. It's like, well, where do they get the money for it if they're capped out every year? I think it's just part of it. It's like you do have to get the quarterback, but you also have to like hit in the draft. So like, I don't know if that translates to the NBA at all. I think you just have to have the first overall pick and just luck into a really good draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think your, your overall point is that like there are very volatile options in the first round and like there, like there's, you either fear one yeah. way or the other about first round picks like, oh, my God, it's such a value or you look at it as it is a value. But there's also a ton of risk with first round picks, too. And no one needs to explain that to a Bears fan. Like we are all very aware, like <laughs> or a Bulls that. fan <laughs> like that draft of quarterbacks. And if you like, let's OK, Mitch, like tell all the jokes you want. But then look at the draft after that. You've got Baker and you've got Lamar and you've got Josh yeah. Allen, but then you also have Josh Rosen and Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold who look terrible. So, you and those guys went, Bears quarterback Sam Darnold. <laughs> those guys went before Lamar Jackson too. So like really, you know, it's I yeah. I I'm more I feel like leaning to Zach's point where it's like, you know what? I'd rather go in and have a chance. Like the Nets have a chance for 2 years. Yeah. 
and the Bulls do not have a chance. Yeah, oh, I'd absolutely make it. I'd absolutely agree with. I absolutely agree with it, and I love how this is actually turning into like a legit sports talk radio segment. So this is good audition <laughs> tape for when we need to get yeah, like our you. we get our hour and like uh, WMLK or whatever in uh, um, in uh, Iowa or something. Okay, so I don't want to represent that. I don't think that like building a super team is not a viable strategy. Like doing that and mortgaging the future is definitely a viable strategy. We've seen it work in the past. Do I think it's going to work with not Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden at the fattest he's ever been in his entire <laughs> life? Probably not. Like I'm saying that this strategy isn't going to work with these guys, not necessarily that it's not possible to do something like that. Yeah, it, you're right. It takes like talent accumulation is one thing, but you also have to know how to build a team too. So great. Now you're going to have like three guys, two guys who have to pound the ball into the court in Kyrie and there's only well, one ball shows up, Kyrie and James Harden. <laughs> but I think the, I actually like, you can't get generational scores as easy as you can get like a, a like, you know, guy like Jimmy Butler, right? Mm -hmm. You could get like hustle guys who can put up points, volume scoring, and play good defense, but it's like really hard to get generational scorers like, um, like Harden. So I don't. That's where I keep falling in the camp. Like, I think it's worth it, but I, I actually don't really think the Nets gave up as much as people think. But I have been a Karis Levert stand, and I have the receipts. So. <laughs> I just think like drawing the comparison to the old Nets big three when it was um, Pierce and, and Garnett and I think Darren Williams was considered the last big part of that big was three. Ray yeah. Allen Ray Allen was on that team too I think I don't think he no went to uh, the... no but He's... I don't think this is that at all like we all knew that the Pierce Garnett like that that ship had sailed and like obviously Kevin is coming back from I'm saying Kevin like we're friends Kevin is coming back from you know, <laughs> torn Achilles like that's a pretty significant injury and we haven't really seen guys come back from that and like be the same level of player that they were before um, and I would agree obviously James Harden needs to play his way into shape but I don't I'm not concerned about that at all like that I would when I saw that team like I didn't think oh wow they need a little bit more scoring like that's definitely not what that team needed but it's also like you look at the Lakers formula like they just bullied other teams with like how physical they were in the playoffs and how they we, they knew they were going to be able to take care of points like points were not going to be the problem but they were also physical and just bullied the shit out of the Miami heat in the finals and pretty much any other team in the playoffs. And that's what I worry about with this team. I don't think that James Harden is that kind of player. And I don't really think that oh, Kevin Durant James Harden isn't going to get physical. He's not going to bang down in the paint for those hustle rebounds, yeah, especially that's... when the going gets tough in game seven. Yeah. Noted game seven performer James Harden. Exactly. Noted play. Noted uh, yeah, playoff J is what his uh, new, nick new nickname is going to be. <laughs> so yeah, you got DeAndre guess... Jordan for that, I guess. Oh my god, your elite rim protecting big. I guess he is kind of good at that. But yeah, dude, I know. That's, that's one of the things. Speaking of DeAndre Jordan, I remember when and where I was when I saw that highlight of him dunking over. Is it Brandon Knight? I was on spring break. Yeah, Brandon Rush. Brandon Knight. Brandon Roy? No, it was Brandon Knight. You're right. Brandon Knight. The one where yeah. he, like... Like, dunked him into light. I think that was, like, one of the first Twitter highlights. Early Twitter. Early Twitter. Into the shadow realm. Yeah. So, Brandon sorry, Knight. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna no, do? you're fine. I, I guess I'm just, to kind of put a bow on this segment here, I guess I agree with both of you, but where do you think this Nets season, like, where do they end up? Like, do they make the finals? Do they come out of the East? Like, do they? I don't do think they... so. 
I think okay. that I think as if KD stays healthy, they take Milwaukee to Game Seven, and then it's who it's a coin flip. Yeah. Okay. I think that this Philly team has like murder in their eyes, <laughs> and and that's one of those teams that can like be big and physical with anyone in the playoffs. They finally have a decent ass coach too. I don't yeah. think Doc Rivers is like a one of like the Hall of Famer coaches. I mean, he will be in the Hall of Fame because it's the basketball Hall of Fame. Everybody gets in. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, – I mean, I think he's a significant improvement over Brett Brown. Yeah, 100%. Like, like we see what a significant improvement over Jim Boylan has done. Like, the Bulls had, like, the best one-and-three road trip I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, the most encouraging one-and-three road trip ever. <laughs> Yeah, now they get a couple days off, thank God, because their schedule was insane. Thank you, Boston Celtics, for all catching COVID-19. Really appreciate it. Um, Best team ever to catch COVID, Boston Celtics. (laughs) I mean, they do look good, too. I don't know. Like you said, teams are playing their way into shape. Like, I don't think we should really start counting, like, what the standings look like until we get, like, 30 games in. Yeah, you know, until the Wizards are like 500, then we should really start focusing on... And then uh, we should stop the count. (laughs) Yeah, stop the count. Once the Wizards are in the top 10 and in the playoff tournament, that's fine. We can stop the count. Oh, we should probably talk about that. What constitutes the Wizards making the playoffs? I think they have to, they have to like, if they get in the play-in tournament, they have to like win their game to get in. Okay, so they have to advance and be one of the eight playoff teams. Yeah, one of the eight playoff teams. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right. That would be a really fun, I, because I, I feel like that's probably where they'll end up is that seven to ten range, you know. Yeah, what, exactly. They'll end, they'll end up there. Yeah. We'll have to do a live stream. We'll have so many followers that will oh tune in God. to watch us. Probably electric gonna, chair. They're probably <laughs> gonna play the Bulls too. Like that's probably how. It's oh my God, shake that would out. be amazing. Eight nine. They're gonna play <laughs> the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then they're gonna look good, and then all of a sudden Kyrie's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm ready to play again." Remember when Kyrie Irving showed up at halftime? <laughs> the playing Nets game. Beat the Washington Wizards in the playoff game. Um, so I don't mean to uh, skirt around the other teams that were a part of that trade, and I know that Victor Oladipo was kind of an integral part of that. What else did the Pacers get? Because I always thought that was a, a sneaky team that could kind of go on a on a Miami Heat type run. Not that they would actually make the finals, but that they were a team that I always thought was you know sneaky enough lurking that. Um, they always had a pretty decent chance. What did they end up with? They got something for Victor Oladipo. Did they get Karis Levert? Yeah. They got Karis Levert. Okay. Um, And Victor Oladipo was threatening to leave. Like, he was on the last year of his contract. They weren't going to get there. He was trying to go to New York, so they got something for him. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, it it makes sense to, you know, get something for your assets on their way out. And we have noted Karis Levert, Stan, Zach Johnson in the room. So you think that uh, him be getting a little bit of a larger role now, he's going to be able to step out of the shadow, have well, his own team? I've always liked him as a 6'7", so I'm a little nervous to see him in this new role. But he can get buckets. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, a good, he's a good, solid player. I just, like, I just always liked him. I don't know. I, I, just have, I think maybe it's his name. Maybe it's his name. I think that's why people like it. Ha, ha, lever. Kerry Lever. Kerry Lever. Kerry and Perry. He was little like, in that series. I guess he was good in Michigan. Um, but yeah. Wow, that was so. Was, like, was he on the Spike Albrecht teams? 
Uh, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> All-time hustle player, that Spike Albrecht. <laughs> oh, what does that mean, Zach? <laughs> that he was the whitest See, guy to ever play college basketball? Okay, so back to our discussion about late first-round picks. Like, Karis LeVert is probably the... the your, if, if you get all those picks, like Houston's going to get that are probably going to be later in the 20s, you're hoping and praying that one of them turns into Karis LeVert. Or that you could package them with contracts and people True. to get. Yeah, you could you, to move up. That's yeah. the only other thing. You just use it as dry powder to move up to get into um, to get into the top 10. Yeah, they're doing the process. Both the Thunder and the Rockets now are in the process. But then you get dangerously, dangerously close to Chicago Bulls cash considerations hell of like, oh, we're just going to get some cash considerations because that's a better, like more feasible option. That, than that is getting cash considerations is not the process. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> anti process. Well, that's what I'm saying is like that just feels like such a non move. And I and speaking of non moves, I really do not want to talk about the Chicago Bears, but we probably should. At yeah, some we got to talk about this. Um. So you mentioned Eddie Jackson earlier, Zach, as a quality pick. And I think it was a quality pick because he was picked in the fifth round and no one really expected him to do much. He was coming off an injury fourth round. Yeah, fourth round. Okay. Um, Eddie Jackson, like fucking leave him in fucking New Orleans. Like he has been a terrible terrible player this year he has been like i don't know what happened to him like he's a he ghost. got body snatched as soon as he signed that contract seriously body snatched like it i don't understand like he is is he like he's got his money now so he's like afraid to like do he forgot anything? how to tackle he's a suburban man in the northwest suburbs he literally is he just bought a house in Longbrook. is it, Shout is out it to you. pagano like is it him not scheming is it the lack no. of adrian amos it's a lack of Adrian Amos because Amos is a Amos. Gibson hits. is fine. No, no, no. Amos loves to hit. He craves contact. He hit people so effing hard, and that allowed. And he's a good tack. He's a good open field tackler. So that allowed Eddie to play free or uh, like like that center field position, you know. And so he, he could just he could just float to ball. He could just float to the ball. He can you think of a notable Eddie Jackson play he's made all year? No, I no. Well, the. The interceptions that he dropped. That, no, the interceptions. The one they returns, got called, called that back. Called back. Yeah, I think yeah. he had two that got called back. So I, I don't. You, and you can thank your boy, uh, Kendall, Kyle Fuller, for those toilet. Oh my God! So Big Cat made a good point when he's like, you know, Matt Nagy talks about like establishing culture and things culture. like that. And you literally have a guy like the biggest shit talker in the world gets in your head so much you literally throw a punch and then you let the you yeah. welcome this guy back onto the team. Like I get Mooney's not playing. You're digging down the depth of the shithole that's been the Chicago Bears wide receiver depth chart, and this guy has to play. And then he does the same fucking shit in the playoff game. And you want to, like, pound your chest about how you're running. Like, good teams don't do that dumb shit of, like, throwing a punch in a game. And then even worse teams bring that guy back and bring them back into their locker room. Oh, you want to know what's funny? The Bears specifically had a meeting with the wide receiver core on Wednesday prior to that game, telling the telling Wims and Miller not to let what's his face on the Saints get in their heads and jo- Johnson Johnson Webb RDC Webb, or whatever Carson yeah. something Johnson. good research guys Johnson Johnson Gardner Johnson Gardner Johnson Gardner thank you to get in their heads and provoke a reaction to Zach homeowner <laughs> and. 
he <laughs> they he did it again. Or dick protector. Um, yeah, he did it again, and like, <laughs> no, it literally translates into manscaped dollars, 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 <laughs> dollars, dollars, dollars. Um, good one. Um, yeah, I just if you had to, you know, of the three, like Pace, Nagy, Mitch, like I, the one I want to get rid of more than anything is Nagy. Like I'm just over it. Like, did you feel after we took that um, that shot to whims? Like, did you feel like we even were trying to like play the game? Like, or we were just like, oh, let's just like get out of here like safely? No, it was it was the I I agree, toilet, and it was the um. So like you're going in as a 10-point dog. You limped into the playoffs. You're holding Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, to one touchdown in the half. You get the ball back. You have a chance to go one and one, right? With like, like it's the end of the second second quarter. They've like a minute and a half left, and they just run the fucking ball. They run it yeah. out. They're like, we're it, satisfied. It, we didn't like our field t- position. Like all you had to do, all, even even if you wanted to get points, you just had to get like. If, like you, you just had to get like forty yards, not even forty yards. You had to get like twenty-five to thirty yards to get into Santos' range. As like that's, pu- and and we it, it, we got to get the ball back too. And like the psychology of it is like, you know, we need to get Andrew on to talk about this. But the psychology of it is like, you're a dog. Nobody expects you to win this game. You got him on the ropes. Yeah, you might have missed a key play earlier, but like, just fucking keep go doing for that it. stuff. Fucking it was open. It. Yeah. And I, I own a hat that says run the damn ball. So I like running the damn ball. But when you are like as creative as like lining up in a pro set and running a fucking dive, like we're not going to run counter. We're not going to run like sweep. We're not going to do We're not going to use any motion. We're not going to do anything creative to run the ball. We're not going to run option with a running quarterback. We're just going to do dive with David. Monty. Oh, my God. How sick would it have been if Mitch actually like ran the old school option? Just well, do it. Just turn into like, Georgia Tech. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, just run the the single wing. Do <laughs> just uh, the far side every single time. Do honestly, he would probably like kill it with that offense because he can run the ball and like he's great on play action. And then so. and then and then boom, he's athletic enough where when you do the like army thing where you throw the ball one like one time every like four possessions, you have a tight end streaking down the field for like the most easy thirty-five yard gain you've ever seen. Exactly. It's it's just it just seemed like they were trying to like remember where they parked their car and like get out of there without anyone getting hurt. So Ugh, it was so uh, dude, it was, it was so punishing. 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 It was fitting Watching for Nickelodeon. The poor kids. It was a comedy. Like co- what a te- what a terrible like product. Sense. What a terrible product to bring new viewers into this sport. It's hey, like you kids like touchdowns? <laughs> you kids like passing plays? No, we're gonna give you the Bears. The the highlight of the game, though, at least that we had something. The stupid ass fucking Drew Brees jump with the ball and try and put it over the goal line that didn't actually get in. But after he thought he got in, he's like squeaking to the to the the portrait mode camera that was on the field for whatever reason. It was like, yeah, we got in, we got. In. And I didn't realize like he sounded like such a ninny. Uh, but at least we had a goal line stand, so that was cool. Yeah, could have used that goal line stand two years ago against the Eagles. Thanks a lot, Golden Tate. Oh God. And Nick Foles. Oh my God. Why did but you did even you, do that? Did you guys? Did you guys listen to um like any or did you see any of the videos and stuff like that? Like the mashups people made of the Zoom conference that they had. Oh, like, the Nagy Pace. Uh, Ted Phillips McCaskey and McCaskey one. Yeah. yeah, they somebody did a uh, mashup of the how many times they said the word collaborate. And I think it was like. <laughs> 20 25 times they said the word collaborate 
In like what context? Like the four of them? Oh, oh you know, we just love our collaborative culture. Um, oh, I've been doing my Ryan Pace voice. Hold on. <clears throat> okay. Oh, you know, Matt and I, we collaborate really well. I That sounds too much like Andrew Luck. Um, I can't do <laughs> it, but he's like, Matt and I, we collaborate a lot. We have a collaborative group. And then Nagy would be like, oh, our, cu- our culture's great. We got a collaborative culture. And then McCaskey's like, oh, I, you know, I love how everybody collaborates. And it's like, shut up. Like, yeah, yeah we you- get it. You guys work as a fucking team. Like, I collaborate with, like, my fucking public accounting office. Like, Congratulations! Like we like, would like to collaborate and get like, all of you out of town. My wife collaborates with her fucking six-year-olds. Like congratulations! Like you can, you're supposed to collaborate. Oh man, um, it's just my, wait. Oh, my favorite. I'm going back to the game itself. Like the game itself was like absolutely punishing, God. like terrible to watch. But I did watch the entire thing on the Nickelodeon broadcast, <laughs> and my favorite thing was when like. Noah Eagle, who sounds exactly like his dad, like almost. You can't, you can't say his first name though. His dad's first name though. Go bleep it out. Uh, uh, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Um, he sounds exactly like his dad, but for whatever reason, like apparently this had to be preordained, but they had like cues in the script where they would toss it to the child talent there and have them do their accent work. <laughs> And this sideline reporter, whose name, by the way, was Lex Lumpkin, oh. all-time name. Yes. He was like, uh, yeah, Lex, what did Obama think about that play? And this, like, 14-year-old just breaks into doing Obama impression work in the middle of a football game. How did it sound? Uh, pretty bad. It sounded... <laughs> <laughs> no offense to I, Lex. On, they... a scale, on a scale of uh, your Andrew Luck to my Ryan Pace, where did it, where, where did it fall? Mm. Um, it, it it would be like one of us trying to do Obama, but they also did Beyonce, they did Cardi B. Mm. Um, oh no! Oh no! Oh, Lex did another one too, but I forget who it was. But yeah, they were doing a little bit of impression work in the middle of the game. Lumpkin, you're a wild man. What um, about Duke Gruden? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Um, we it's been a while since we've potted. I actually had a couple talking points related to the previous Chicago Bears game, which was equally as insufferable. Do you guys mind if I take us back in the time machine? Go off, King. Okay. Um, so Bears Packers. Uh, I mean, we didn't have a chance after the uh, Alex Bars fake false start, and we couldn't get a fourth and one in our own territory. Um, I think that they should have actually called the false start on Alex bars because we would have moved back five yards and then we would have actually kicked the field goal. And I think at that point we would, we would have been down two instead of down five. And we actually would have kept that game kind of close because I really thought the the formula for that game was to run the ball, drain clock, limit possessions. You have that giant stupid ass play to MVC that shouldn't, or, Valdez Scanlon, whatever the fuck, MBS, and like, shouldn't MBS, have even MBS, counted because it was the time clock had expired. But for whatever reason, they don't they don't throw that flag against Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Dude, they just it, don't do it. It happened. It happened in the it happened in the um the uh, Colts Bills game too. It happened well, like several times, and they kept bringing it up. Like the clock clearly hit zero on Rivers like two or three times in the same possession, and the guys were like, "Why aren't they throwing the flag? Like yeah. this isn't like even close." Um, because. Well, there are certain instances where it'll show zero on the broadcast clock, 
but the actual play clock yeah. will be counting down the milliseconds. So there's Luke, still time I don't want to hear the facts. real. Get I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to hear the real answer. It says fucking zero. Throw the fucking flag. Okay? You know the, co- <laughs> the count. The count stopped. Okay. The count Throw stopped the exactly. Um, I don't see the points on my screen, so to me, it's zero. Um, point number two: Why the fuck is it taking so long for the fucking referees to spot the fucking ball? And then that's been like, happening so much. They've been like, like, oh, you, you need to wait. Like quarterback, you can't snap the ball. Yet. We're we're not ready like what are you guys fucking doing like there's 10 seconds left and you still you like you won't get out of the way so we can snap the fucking ball my favorite part is when the umpire is straddling the ball too like standing in the neutral zone (laughs) like okay like the ball is set get out of the fucking way they need they need to within two minutes luke and i think as an over better you'll appreciate this they need to do the college stop uh clock stoppage on first down Oh my Just God. inside the two-minute warning. The games Just would be- take forever. No, no, it wouldn't. Not, not with the, the because I, you're right, toilet. It just takes him too, too long to spot the ball. You're, you're getting rid of seconds right there. Yeah. Precious, precious, precious seconds. Seconds. But to a point you said, because I, I, I enjoyed what, what you had brought up. Because I actually will give credit where credit's due to Daggy. I think the game plan is what we've been clamoring for against Rogers for forever. It's just. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Keep him on the sideline. Drives that drain clock and just hope the defense makes a play or two. They right? just had to make one play, and I think exactly. someone dropped an interception. And like, we, of course, you know, of course, probably it, Kyle it, Fuller. It just wasn't the year. It's fine, you know. It, it, I do, I did like the game plan. I would agree with you. And then no, the game plan was great because they ran for forever and they drained so much clock. And you know, you're right with a more competent quarterback. The Bears that game's probably a coin flip. Yeah. Hey, guess who can run the ball? Deshaun Watson, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, let's go. Just saying, just I, saying. I actually, if I was to make a wild bet this week, I think I would do, I think I'd probably bet like a, like a Rams Ravens Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That but is that, aggressive. But I mean, you got, Hey, you got to be aggressive to make some money there. Luke. Yeah. yeah. It's actually uh, more fiscally responsible to bet them one week at a time uh, instead of doing futures. Uh. Uh, all right. Anyway, the second point I had for that game, you know, Aaron Rodgers kicking the shit out of us, like kicking me so hard in the crotch. I like can't even see my genitalia anymore. It's not even hurting anymore. Completely neutered. Like yeah. I have no genitalia. I'm just a fucking Ken doll down there. Um <laughs> But they're on like the five. Devontae Adams is one on one against Kyle Fuller because they finally decided that Duke Shelley sucks and that they would compromise and move Kyle Fuller to both sides of the field since he's only, the only guy who could actually cover. And then he's on the on the other side of the field that he doesn't normally defend on, and he is defending Devontae Adams. And he's like he's like five, three or five yards off him. Like that's that's too much space for Devontae Adams. Like Luke, you are the number one ban the goal line fade if you are a cornerback who is not as good like why don't you just play inside leverage and make them throw a fade because you have to throw an absolutely perfect ball in order for it to be completed and if you really feel like it's going to be completed you can always commit pass interference and make them take the ball at the one yard line am i like a stupid meatball for saying this. It's within five yards. Jam them at the line. <laughs> Jam them at the line and like like play inside leverage. Like get your hands on them. Don't let them run a slant because it's like the easiest. Like he just it, it, no one even touched him. He just ran a slant and like he's just open and like 
it's just it's too easy. It's, it's soft it's, coverage. It's been it's been it's been it's been uh, Donald Driver to um, Jordy, uh, Nelson. Jordy Nelson to Randall Cobb to to Devonte Adams. I mean, they've all just been living off of that. Just like the like inside slant, Rogers hits them, boom! Like they run a you know eighty yard touchdown. It's just I don't understand happens every time what in the Pagano defensive scheme is calling for all this. Uh, defensive back cushion that we're giving people yeah hey how about we drop robert quinn into coverage let's keep doing it oh my yeah. god another great contract there 30 million dollars 30 30 three zero what did he can you think of a robert quinn moment this year yeah he had one he strip sacked daniel jones that's it oh <laughs> <laughs> is that week Hell two yeah. is that literally uh, week two that literally was week two week two awesome very cool very cool robert Maybe not your fault because of, I mean, Chuck Pagano have a great retirement. I feel like we can get someone at least as good as Chuck Pagano, if not better. Like, there's no way this defense is going to play worse next year. Who would be, I mean, okay, so I want to. Dan maybe, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer. Wait, oh, my gosh. Who's, is no, not Dan Quinn. Who's the guy who, uh, who's the guy from Miami who with the biceps? Oh, the, he's, he's already been contacted. Oh my gosh, Dan! Uh, the his cocaine name is... guy? No, 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 no! He was the interim coach for the for the Dolphins, and he has like Joe has... Philbin. No, no, no. Um. Oh gosh, this is gonna drive me nuts. But anyways, I was gonna ask you guys. I'll look it up when I after I ask you the question. Who? Who would you like? What would you do for? What would you do for quarterback for this offseason? You can't trade for Deshaun. Nothing. Like, let's just say I don't want a quarterback. Melt the team down. Strip no, it down so, to the so, so no. you're fine. You're fine just throwing Foles out there or Tyler Bray and just saying no, 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 no. Go for no. it. No. Okay. What would you do? Here it is, boys. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? I'm. Yeah. I'm seated. You re-sign Mitch Trubisky. Stop. Yes. You do. Is Dan Campbell, by the way, is the coach? Dan, Dan Campbell. <laughs> Um, you re-sign Mitch Trubisky because if you look at if you look at the season as a whole, he played better this year than he played last year. He did. He played better. He is not that bad. He's not that bad. And like He's you're not saying, that bad. He's you're not have, that bad. You're going to have to put your. If we're not trading for Deshaun, I doubt he'd want to come to Chicago after we didn't even inter- like. He's you know, scorned. Like he's not going to come here. You know, he is not, yeah. not for pace, not for pace, not for this. Reg- like, it's just not happening, you know? And it, it, what I'm saying this as a qualifier, like it, it can't be Nagy and Mitch because obviously like Nagy thinks like so little of Mitch Trubisky. Like he thinks, of I, Oscar- I mean, if they bring him back, Nagy might as well put the for sale sign in front of his house in Lake forest. Yeah. I mean, like that's, he's not, they're, he's not staying around. I, they need they need to bring someone in fresh. And I honestly, I I have a name that's going to shock you, but I honestly think it's probably going to be like Marcus Mariota. That doesn't shock me. I mean, I was a big Tyrod Taylor guy. Like I was hoping we were going to get Tyrod Taylor before he got his lung punctured um, and went to L.A. <laughs> um, I was a big T-Mobile guy. Um, I think cool. that eight and eight again. Th- that's the thing. That's the thing. Is pick I picking seventeen? Get the, the laser show, draft. laser show, and Nagy out of here. Okay, so 
if I if we have to keep Nagy and Laser Show, which is what it seems like we're gonna have to pick, then yeah. we need a, a a quarterback that fits the fucking system that they. Oh, think Nick that they Foles, run. right? Remember, he fit the system. God, fucking dumbass. Carson Wentz. Oh. Carson oh, Wentz. No. Yeah, let's get Carson Wentz. I mean, you could if you traded for him, you probably'd have to trade nothing. On it, like I, you, you, he's owed so much money. His deal, his extension hasn't even started yet. His like one hundred and twenty million dollar extension or whatever it is hasn't even started yet, which is like outrageous. So that's the thing is we don't have a ton of money. Like that's the whole thing no, with pace and the criticism yeah. is like we're capped out. So like yeah, Robert Quinn's the getting thirty million. Like we're capped out. So you've if you're not doing creative cap gymnastics, then you need a cheap option. Mitch is a cheap option. Mitch is not going to garner more than ten million dollars a year. There's no way his deal is going to make more than that kind of money. Now, now, well, I mean, they're going to have to compete with Belichick. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. I hate I, it. I, 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 I'm going to not. I'm going to stop listening to the the Bill Simmons podcast if Mitch Trubisky goes to the goes to the Patriots and they go ten and six next year. Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yeah. So I, I guess if we're looking at this thing as a whole, like, okay, like, obviously, like, this is this is the path that we're on next year. Like, we're on the laser show, naggy pace, you know, path. Okay, here, you literally have one more chance. Like, you you want to handpick one more quarterback. Like, you, you are not going to screw us out of, you know, the next five years being in absolute oh, hell. Yes. What? Sorry. So I, I just, I'm looking at a, like, a fan-sided uh, article and I was looking up like quarterbacks that the Bears could draft and they're suggesting that the Bears go after Mac Jones. Mac Jones <sighs> who really oh, no, in good don't shape. Very athletic it. looking guy. Well I do toilet what I do like about this is it like all the mocks say that they're just gonna like spend all of their picks on the offensive line, which I'm like, go for it. Like, yeah, do I, that. Do that. Oh my god, this one has second round pick, Mac. But Jones. they're not going to because they're trying to save their job. Yeah, I think um I would not be surprised if they drafted a DB um because we got- Oh my god, this one oh Luke, even better. Who's they're gonna draft Mac Jones in the second round? Who's your favorite quarterback right now playing for one of your favorite Indiana teams that's gonna be drafted in the seventh round by you? They're not Chicago gonna draft Bears. Peyton Ramsey, are they? No, even better. The worst football name of all time. Oh, Ian Book. (laughs) (laughs) The worst football name of all time, confirmed. Oh, fuck me. Hey, Um, you know a name that doesn't make me make my want to skin crawl is Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's cool. It's like just punting on 8-8 again. Yeah, I'm not like really feeling bringing a college coach... Like, especially not one who has achieved the highest of highs in the college football ranks is really going to solve that issue. They're probably just going to fucking roll Foles out there. Like, that's probably what they're going to do. Yep. Melt the team down. Trade Khalil Mack for parts. Like, do whatever you need to do to go 1-15 in 15 next year. Actually, and- this is this is that's a galaxy brain thing to do, Luke, because if they trade Mack for parts and they get all these picks, then they're like, oh, well, hey. We got picks now. You can't fire us. We got picks. That, that's it's, the thing. It's I want them to go in it for one more year and and see like okay, you really think that this is the answer? Like, and then if that's it, like then we're melting down. And part of that, like we're throwing Matt in there, we're throwing Pace in there. Like you guys are all fucking gone. 
throwing Phillips in there. We're throwing the McCaskies in there. <laughs> Goodell is going to force them to sell the team. Oh, please. To us. To us. To the three of us. Oh, my God. That'd be so awesome if they Zach, the, the Bears. double mortgage trout so we can buy the Bears. That'd be so YouTube awesome. toilet. Oh, that'd man. That'd be so awesome if the Bears just became one of those, like, like English football teams that's owned by the fans. Like Manchester United or something. Manchester United United is actually publicly owned. Yeah. It's traded on the Nasdaq. Um, Frat. I pay your all salary. The, all the German teams are fifty one percent supporter owned, which is really cool. But yeah, <laughs> just, five just, cents from just every every, every 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 uh, <laughs> every shareholders meeting. Like the the guy who dresses in the bear skin shows up. <laughs> Like Point man. of order. <laughs> the gentleman in the bearskin. The the fans have the majority, so every year the head coach, the defensive coordinator, the <laughs> offensive coordinator, and the GM are fired. fired. <laughs> every single year. Uh, all right, can we get off the bears? I'm sad. Yeah. We can move on to whatever. We want to take a quick break for an hour and I get a potty. Yeah, uh, we'll be back with some non-sports stuff after this. Jazz music. Mothership was a billy of tea. The winds blew up or bowed up down. Oh, blow my bully boys blow. Soon may the weathermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She had not been two weeks from shore when down on her a white whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. Soon may the weathermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue in his gun will take our leave and go. Oh, Luke, you met our toilet and I just did uh, sea shanties. You just did sea shanties without me? No, I just started singing one. Oh. From the top. Again. You did a really good job. I did not know what you were doing. Did you play uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag? <laughs> no, but I saw some people talking about it on Twitter where it's just like it was basically all sea shanties <laughs> the entire game. All right, Toilet, kick us off. You've got a lot of topics here today. All right, boys. Lead us um, into the breach. I think the most electric thing we have here, uh, the best palate cleanser from Chicago sports, is the family Zoom call power rankings. I'd like to read to you some things that I witnessed on a family Zoom call I had over the holidays. And I'd like for you to rank these people. Okay. There are. I got my pen and paper down. There are uh, five in total. One doesn't really count, but, you know. Five, because we can't do four, because it's not a Mount Rushmore, it's a power ranking. So anyway, um, so I'm on a family Zoom call. It was um, kind of like a New Year's thing uh, with my side of the family, the Yinzer side of the family in Pennsylvania. Um, we don't often see them for the holidays, but given the electronic virtual nature of the holidays this year, we decided to do a, a, a little Zoom call with um, people all the way from um, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Texas, and Minnesota. So we have a little uh, a mid-worst uh, accoutrement sprinkling 
pastiche um, of the Midwest. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first one, I had uh, an aunt who was so moved by, uh, you know, everyone being together and, you know, how everyone has grown up over the years, where she took out a, did, a disposable camera and took a picture of her <laughs> computer screen so that she could remember this moment that we all had together. So that's number one. Um, number two, uh, my uncle was unable to figure out how to log into the Zoom. So he FaceTimed another uncle. He was able to figure out FaceTime. And my uncle held up the screen of the FaceTime so that everyone could see him. Instead of turning it around and just pointing the camera to the laptop, he held up our uncle's face so it was larger. So we could see. Oh, the- nice. That's like an inception right there. Yeah, it was. It was cool. Um one of my aunts had to abruptly leave because she said her new dog got its tongue stuck in a chew toy and that they would have to remove it. Um, and it was like kind of like a panicking situation and she forgot to unmute herself. So we actually got to hear the family in crisis arguing, trying to <laughs> remove the nude puppy's tongue from this chew toy that it had gotten stuck um, while chewing. You moved and the then- toy, not the dog. Uh, the next is uh, uh, my uncle Greg. These are all different people, by the way. So next is Uncle Greg. Uncle Greg um, can't figure out gallery view, so he joined from his tablet, and then he also joined from his phone. So both were on his lap. He had two devices, both pointed at his face from different angles. Um, but he had some of us on one on the tablet, and some of us pinned uh, on his phone, which was cool. Same guy, Greg. Um, you know, about an hour and 15 minutes in, decided it was time to light a cigarette indoors. So, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Yes, Greg, had, Greg. Greg had himself a Paul Mall <laughs> at minute 75. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all mind if I smoke in here. <laughs> oh man. And then, uh, the last one, this is the one that doesn't really count. It's my uh, cousin's new boyfriend that we met via Zoom, which is always the way that you want to meet a significant other. Um, he was wearing a Hall and Oates shirt, and I was like, hey man cool Hall and Oates shirt. And he was like, yeah, thanks, man. That's it. Guy sounds pretty <laughs> chill. Sounds like he could be a podcast guest. He's a pretty chill dude. Yeah, so he's jumping on next week. Um, I think I relate the most to number four because I feel <laughs> like on all family Zoom calls, first of all, there's the tablet ant because not everybody has sweet high-tech setups like we do. Yeah. Like when I was doing family Zoom calls, I was in this recording setup with the microphone, with the camera, with like everything. Just yeah. going through perfect clarity with original sound turned yeah. on too. Exactly. Um, but tablet ant can't see anybody, does not know what is going on. And I feel like Uncle Greg took it to the next level by going tablet and phone. Yep. Yep. You know, it's not that hard to switch to gallery view, but Greg just could not figure it out. So had to do two screens. See, I, I disagree. I like disposable ant the most is what I'm going to call her because okay. I think it's just such a clash of technologies that you couldn't even like if you wrote that as a joke and like a Netflix show or something like that, people would be like, this, this is dumb. It just, it, it, it's too like, <laughs> it's too a nail on the head. Yeah. So that's why I, I like that. I like that too. I like that most. Yeah. Is it, uh, did you get a copy of the picture? I guess not because it's on film. It's on but... film. Yeah. I tried to get a picture of her taking the picture, but I wasn't fast enough. 
I imagine it's just like the flash hitting the front of her screen and you can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> just a picture of her computer monitor. <laughs> or it's better yet, her iPad. It just looks like an iPad sitting on a table. Oh, man. It, there we go. <laughs> just want to remember it's, this That's moment. not even that funny because, like, I've seen people take pictures of Zoom calls with phones before, but with a disposable camera is insane. Those are expensive. No, it was at Walgreens the other day. It was like $22 for one of those. Are you kidding me? No. So That's when Courtney's a... bringing those to our parties, they're actually like super expensive. Yeah, it's like $100 like, for all those. <laughs> like, here's one of my crotch. <laughs> here's, here's one of Toilet's ass. Boom. <laughs> That's why the oral history of Courtney bringing multiple disposable cameras to a wedding and then leaving them there in Cincinnati and somehow getting the pictures developed by a friendly passerby and having them <laughs> mailed to her in Chicago is something that we need to do a deep dive on. Yeah, 100%. It's for a later pod, though. <laughs> and then we got to bring what, what was the song that we do, like the rolling thing? Proud oh, Mary. Proud Mary, yeah. Gotta bring up Proudberry on that one too. Hell yeah, that'll be the intro song. Um, Dog Crisis, <laughs> I feel like is only funny because they weren't on mute, which is falls into a broader category of person who forgets to mute while doing something distracting. Yeah, um, like peeing or something. <laughs> Tubing. Yeah, I just kind of feel feel bad. <laughs> Callback joke. <laughs> Uncle Greg lights up a Pall Mall. <laughs> what do you think he was doing before that, man? <laughs> He had both of his screens occupied at the time. I don't know if he has a third screen from which to tube from. What do you think was on TV? He got the smart TV. <laughs> He's casting. Hey, Peter, they're doing breast exams on Channel 6 again. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. It's just hard just to that, be. That explanation alone moves him up to number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> oh, fuck. I just feel bad for the dog. For the dog. Its tongue, tongue is stuck. I think that the, they were able to relinquish the, uh, the, um, the toy. It was just funny because she's like, well, I, I just don't want to leave the meeting because I won't be able to get back in. And we were all like, no, like you'll be able to rejoin. Like, we'll all still be here. And she's like, no, I'm just going to put the tablet down. I'll come right. And we're like, no, please don't. Like, just log out. Put yourself on mute. Like, turn the camera off. We don't want to hear this. And it didn't matter. Oh, my God. But dog is okay. Thank you for asking. Uh, which ones did we miss? Uh, FaceTime Inception, Uncle. That's, oh. pretty fun. That's pretty funny. It's good for a good laugh. Yeah. It was good for a good chuckle. Yeah. I think he's number four. He's probably number four. And Hall Okay, Notes. so, yeah, I'll Hall and Oates guy. He's just, uh, <clears throat> I guess he's bringing up the rear, but, you know, he would be he'd be first alternate. Yeah. I, he would be number one if he had said in response, <laughs> who are Hall and Oates? <laughs> yes, exactly. That <laughs> yeah, he would be number just, one. Like, got this t-shirt out of my dad's uh, drawer, man. I don't know. I'm wearing yeah, this man, ironically. I got this at like American Apparel. Urban <laughs> Outfitters. Urban Outfitters man. Rest in peace to American Apparel. Okay, so I, I definitely go Uncle Greg, number one. Yeah. Disposable Ant, number two. Yep. Dog, FaceTime, Inception, Uncle. Yep. Nailed I think it. We're, we're in agreement on that one. Yep. Yeah. Consensus. Okay. Well done. Consensus. Well done. 
Um, speaking of Massachusetts, which is where one of those uncles was from, I see Massachusetts official dinosaur on the agenda here. What's going on with that? <laughs> is we talking about Jackie McMullen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, this is a little uh, this is a little short news story I had not not quite as long as the one from uh, last week's spreadsheets. This is from the Associated Press, but a Massachusetts state lawmaker is asking for the public's help to select an official state dinosaur. This oh. one. State Representative Jack Lewis tweeted Monday that he plans on filing legislation on January 15th, adding that the effort is a good way for children to learn about the legislative process. So we're doing I'm just a bill to choose the Massachusetts state dinosaur, I guess. Are they choosing what the dinosaur is or are they naming the dinosaur? Because I love it when you let the public choose a name and it's always like Bodie McBoatface or like (laughs) Dino McDino face. (laughs) Fart cannon. Well, we're not going to let the residents of Massachusetts and specifically the Boston metropolitan area pick the name for anything that's going to go in any sort of public record. Um, (laughs) Larry Birdosaurus. Um. But no, they're they're asking to choose from two previously existing dinosaurs, which were discovered in Massachusetts. The first of which is Podecasaurus holyokensis, which means swift-footed lizard of Holyoke, uh, that was discovered near Mount Holyoke in 1910 by Mignon Talbot, the first woman to name and describe a dinosaur. Uh, so respect women. This is the first dinosaur named by a woman, and it was named after the town of uh, Mount Holyoke. It was uh, three to six feet in length and weighed approximately 90 pounds. Wow. The other is the Anchisaurus palizelis, which means much sought after lizard and was discovered in 1855 near Springfield, Mass. Um, Paleontologists have served as consultants for the project. So congratulations to uh, Representative Lewis and his very important educational initiative. Um, Counterpoint, why don't we have a national dinosaur? Hmm. We could have a state dinosaur for each state and then a national dinosaur. That would be pretty cool. More dinosaurs. Other than Joe Biden. Oh. What What would be a good national dinosaur? The biggest dinosaur. Yeah, whatever the <laughs> biggest, dumbest dinosaur well, is. <clears throat> Brontosaurus. So you know about them next. The Saltosaurus. Ooh. Sounds like there's only one correct choice the, the in that salt, vote. Saltysaurus just sounds like a Boston Celtics fans that are angry. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> I'm walking over here! We say after a straight hour of complaining about our sports teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Saltosaurus looks dumb. It's the biggest, or maybe the Argentinosaurus. I forget. No, uh, I thought they're, they're... I thought the uh, the uh, Brachiosaurus. Is it? Oh, is it the Brachiosaurus? It's a big one. Argentinosaurus. Is that a messy joke? <laughs> no, I mean they're like Patagonia, like the Western United States, is a place where they just find a lot of fossils mm. and a lot of big fossils. So one was inevitably named after Argentina. Okay. They just ran out of names. Like, we'll just name it after someone that already has a name. 
Um, sounds like this vote is a trick. You either respect women or you don't. So this podcast officially casting its vote for whatever that weird yeah, sexy the Mount Holyoke one. Pedecasaurus Holyokensis, which was also yes. named after an existing place. Oh, this thing oh, looks. Wow. This thing looks sick. Looks like it's fast. How could you spell it looks that? Like a Just, raptor. Did you spell that based on how Luke said it? Um, I, yeah, I can go off the dome right here. P o d o k e s a u r u s space h o l y o k e n s i s. And for the Correct. listeners at home, I did that all from memory, and I did not look it up. I was not looking at my <laughs> other monitor. Nope, he did not. No, nope, definitely not. And from my Latin, it means um, <clears throat> swift-footed lizard of Holyoke. Which I mm. didn't read. Right? You definitely didn't read before. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, shit. What are y'all doing? <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of dinosaurs, are there things that you want to like but just don't like? Olives. Mm. I like olives. I love olives. And I like that I like olives. I, love I you. want to like olives. Everything that I also like, olives seems like a great counterpart to mm. wine, cheese, crackers, salty meats. Yeah, that's yeah. you love charcuterie boards. I'm shocked that you don't like you. You would buy olives to put on your charcuterie board for your guests, Luke. But you yeah. wouldn't need them yourself. No, you're caught. You're 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 a thoughtful guy. Sodium bomb. Guy. Do you not like how salty they are? I no, because I like pickles and I like a lot of other pickled things like pickled onions and pickled mushrooms and. Is stuff. it the texture? It's partially the texture, partially like the bitterish, briny taste that they have. Mm. Speaking of pickled onions, I made a Gibson last week. It was delicious. Ooh, yum! It was good. Queen with Gam- vodka Queen's- or gin? Gin, the Queen's Gambit. Nice. Um, mm, classic cocktail. It was good. It was really hard to find pickled. The- uh, the medall- onions, the Bendalian onions, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the toilet. Mine. The, I, I think I. I have a lot of areas of like music that I think I would. I I want to like, but I don't. Okay. Like I. This is going to be a really hot take because I know there's a certain person in this group who is a blank head, but um, I I just can't get into like some of the Grateful Dead stuff. I want mm. to so badly. I keep trying it. Mm-hmm. I keep trying it. Like I turned down Grateful Dead tickets a couple of years ago in Chicago. And I for the listeners right now, Luke has just like thrown his headphones into the air and <laughs> totally. his chair. I couldn't I, possibly I, understand a scenario in which someone does not like the Grateful Dead. I just I, I, I just can't get into the jam pan stuff. I get it, man. It's not it's noodly. It's like twangy, like twelve minute country jam band stuff. and i I like some of the old like southern rock of the 60s and 70s like you know like skinnard and marshall tucker band and like that sort of stuff like alban brothers and stuff but i just can't i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i like the really melody the melodical stuff from uh from grateful dead but i don't know i just can't get into like the the 60 minute jam sessions I don't know, Toilet, where were you going with this segment? What did you want to give us a hot take on? Well, the the reason that I came up with this was Indian food. I really want to like Indian food, and I, and I just don't. I'm wow. sorry. I'm going to keep trying it, but I just don't really like it. And I, you got you got to find the right place. You got to find like a truly, I, you got to find a really, truly like authentic place to go. 
That's kind of what I've been told. And, I, you know, it's been hard in the last year to have like a quality meal in transit because, you know, a lot of it loses integrity in transportation, which is unfortunate Mm -hmm. because they were like, oh, try this great place in the city. And I was like, "Okay." And then we brought it home and it was like, you know, a 40 minute drive. Ice cold. Yeah. And it was Uh. a room temp and just it didn't really hold up well. Yeah, you gotta get the French fries from DMK, and like forty-five minutes later, they're just yeah. like <laughs> a pile ice cold. of wet potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other easy ones are working out and reading. I wish I liked those things more. I like to do those things, but not nearly as much as I probably should. So it's just funny to think about things. I really want to like this, but I cannot get myself to like it more than I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> like going on a diet. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's things that everybody wants to like, but nobody wants to. Yeah. Exactly. Um, speaking of food, my other food adjacent topic here was how did peanuts on the floor start being a thing? Um, like at a restaurant, like usually it's like a dive bar or like a weird pizza place. Like why did that start? Okay. So I have two theories on this, which kind of play into each other. Um, one is that the floors are gross and sticky so by doing that, you're automatically putting down a layer of makeshift sawdust in order to compensate for that. Oh, that's that's smart. I never thought about it that way. The second one, maybe it has to do with like ashes and stuff on the floor, especially if, you know, if we're going like all the way back. There's like a fireplace in the bar and everybody's smoking, not just cigarettes, but also like cigars and pipes and stuff in a bar. Mm. Like maybe it's to cover up that. Um, maybe it's just a fun snack when you're drinking and you want to have people to like put some calories in their stomach. I think, well, it also, you know, they're peanuts and they're salty, so they make you thirsty. So you want to drink more beer. That was, um, in in a very quick, uh, internet search, it looked like it was, that's an easy way, kind of all those things together. Like it's an easy way to make a slippery wood floor, less slippery. Um, but also the idea of if you eat some peanuts that are free, you will become thirsty and you will want another beer. So. Yeah, that's definitely going away after COVID. If it hadn't already gone away before, there used to be a place in. Um, did you guys I ever will, go to? I will push guys... back. I feel like it's cleaner to like rip open the peanut and then drop it on the floor. Well, if you're an idiot like me, I suck the shells. So there we oh, go. Okay, never mind. Never um, mind. Sodium did you, time. Disavow. Did you guys? Yeah, re- <laughs> disavow. Did you guys ever go to uh, Twigs? The old twigs in yeah. Lake Zurich back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I remember that was like their things that you threw the peanut shells on the ground. Such a badass. Yeah. I do it at uh, Five Guys every time I go. It's not a thing there. <laughs> I just do it. I just do it. <laughs> Alpha move. Pa- yeah, power move. It's also a fun thing to do at baseball games, too, is throw the shells on the ground. Oh, hell yeah. Especially if there isn't somebody sitting in front of you. So, yeah, just brush them into the person in front just of you. like Sweep oh, them onto your head. Oops. <laughs> Oops! No, that's Luke's move is to crack him on his scorecard and just brush him off real quick when he's got to make a he's got to <laughs> got to uh, record a uh, you know a, a four three put out <laughs> for Daniel stealing. Descalso. Yeah. Um, are you boys ready to make a million dollars in twenty twenty one? Yes, let's go. I already have. Oh, okay. But oh, I'm ready right. to make the second. Will you Bitcoin, share? Bitcoin, bro. <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin has been bleeding money in. <laughs> Uh, 2021. Not a I think great. It's lost year. like a quarter of its value so far. Speaking of Bitcoin, I see a little Bitcoin segment here, but my idea does not involve fake currency. It involves real currency. We are going to open 
a theme bar that changes every day. That sounds okay. expensive. It sounds expensive, but it's not going to be. So here is the impetus of the idea. Uh, I'm at school, hanging with the lunch bunch. Hanging with the kids. They want to drink. You know. <laughs> <laughs> a kid-themed bar. We're, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> we're just having light lunch conversation, you know, talking insurrection and whatnot. And we're like, you know what? Like, it'd be so nice if we could just... Storming the principal's office. (laughs) Having a coup at school. Um, We're just like, you know what? It would be so nice to just go out and have a drink with you guys because it's been so long. Like, we just kind of need to unwind, whatever. It's been so tense. And someone brought up, like, yeah, we really need to have, like, bring the teacher's lounge back. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, we need to open the bar we've been talking about forever called the teacher's lounge. And it's only teachers like tuesday is teacher night and it's like to only you could you like you literally show an id to get in but it's like a teacher's badge and like you know that the people there are like-minded you can always like go and kind of gripe it's like a safe space you literally can only get in like you will refuse service unless you Uh, okay i I mean i like that i like that idea like the genesis of it used to be like what ladies night was a way to get women into the bar so you get more men into the bar too yeah um yeah, because... and then you had you had also like you had service nights too. But I like this; it's like way more hyper focused, and you could like extend out the schedule too. And it's almost like I have a guaranteed like thirty to fifty patrons who are going to come in, even on a Tuesday. Yep, like this is awesome. Yeah. So, toilet, what you're describing is very similar to a union hall. And like, Hmm. this is like way back in the day, but all the local unions, their meeting place would also be a bar. Yeah. Like it would have a giant tavern in it. And like the VFW, exactly. So the theme could change every night and every night it's a different union. (laughs) So you bring in the teacher's union one night, you have the IBEW the other night, carpenters, pipe fitters. And like, they just bitch about like, I don't know, dues and like labor policy and the man and like whatever. And no bosses allowed. Insurrection. <laughs> Insurrection night, guys. Let's go. Pour your own drink. Go behind the oh. bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like people like to go places where they feel like they will be like, like that already like takes away the barrier, like the social angle of like, Hey, like there's only going to be teachers there. Like you can like specifically like cater the menu to like be like funny teacher related pun, like type shit that, you know, people will order just cause it's shiny fun. apple teeny <laughs> hot buttered rum for all the marketing nerds. Uh, lunchbox lunchbox there you go yeah lunchbox perfect um yeah union every night sounds like a good idea um oh that's right toilet luke and i used to live across from an american legion post yes perfect kind of, i mean that's like a very specific one and like obviously we respect the troops we want you to get oh, of course two dollar miller lights um but this will be kind of a, another version of that for you know your your blue and white collar worker Look, mostly would we, blue. Uh, would we would we mostly. be allowed in there? The, no, if it was a union hall, you and I would not be allowed no, in. There. Like, well, like even the American Legion post we used to live by, would we you, have been allowed in there if we wanted to go in for a drink? Are you a son of an American Legion? So are are you um, the son or grandson of a uh, uh, service uh, someone in the armed forces? Yes, my yes. my grandpa my grandpa was in the navy. In then you World are two. 
if you are two generations away, you are technically considered son a uh, son of the American Legion, and you can go in and register. Ah, okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, because my grandfather was in the Navy, so I also count, which is pretty cool. Support your local American Legion. Support your local American Legion, Val. I like this idea. <laughs> we're bringing back Union halls, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna argue. We're gonna wherever we are. We're just going to wage war against City Hall. It doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah, it does not matter. We're speaking, unhappy. Speaking of, speaking, of, speaking of City Hall and waging wars against City Hall, I just rewatched um, Gangs of New York a couple of weeks ago, and we just got to get, like, another Tammany Hall mm. oh, yeah, in our area. Okay, so this is what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll boost up Tammany Hall, and then in the meantime, we'll start buying up all the bars around the area, and then we'll turn the bars into Union Halls against Tammany Hall. Perfect. There we go. We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. Why aren't there really cool themed gangs anymore? It seemed like that was a thing up until yeah. the Warriors. Like, gangs would have nifty themes. I guess in like games in New rabbits. York, they're just ethnic. I guess that's the way it is in the Warriors, too. Uh, I don't know. There was, like, the Catholics... Is this a joke or is this... No, uh, this is like actually the Black yeah. Gangs of New York. What if, what if you were like just a bunch of guys who are just really proud of things? You know? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I'm talking about like a baseball-themed gang. Or... <laughs> hey, we're the Orioles. Hey. <laughs> we're the Orioles. We're the, we're the shittiest baseball-themed gang on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Zach, can you, uh, speaking of making money, I, I wanted to talk about this too, so I'm glad you brought it up. Can you, uh, lead us into the Bitcoin story? Uh, yeah, so this is another little bit of news, but there's a coder who lives in, or a tech guy who lives outside of San Francisco. His name is Stefan. And Stefan purchased about seven, or came into possession of 7,000 Bitcoins. Which normally you'd say congratulations. That's a good. That's a that's a good accomplishment because those are worth a lot. Valued at about oh two hundred twenty million dollars right now. So it's a significant payday, even for the boys in this pod who've already made a couple million this year. Shout out Luke. You know, remember to spread it with your friends, the Union <laughs> Hall boys. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, the this guy has um, he has all of his seven thousand bitcoins in one account, and the gist of it is that he has forgotten his password and there's no password recovery and he has 10 tries to get his password right and he's missed on the first eight so he's got two chances two chances left to unlock this iron key account for 220 million dollars hey how's your fucking new year going like how do you even sleep at night i wouldn't have slept for the last like year if that was the case was it his account my understanding was that he came into possession or he purchased an account that wasn't his before, which is why he has like no clue. Oh, is that? Is what that the I thought it was. Is. Oh, I thought this was like a hey, I wrote it down somewhere and I threw it away when no. I moved out of like my shitty college apartment. No, because I mean I don't know how many passwords you guys go through. I, I could reasonably guess like a number of passwords which I had used in the past. Um, if I got 10 opportunities, but my understanding is that like he's been using common or relatively common, common password patterns in order to guess it. And now he's down to his last two tries. So my thought is like, 
you have to get somebody to hack this. Oh, I didn't know that he like came into possession of the account. I thought those were his. Oh no! I, I believe he I, purchased I don't feel, the account. Oh, I don't feel so bad for him now. This is like a, this is like, the cryptocurrency version of like storage wars, <laughs> where like he just gets to buy. <laughs> He's got a treasure to, map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just gets to he just gets to buy a hard drive, and it's like guess you know guess your way into all these bitcoins. I can relate to this guy because I um, updated my PS4 and got logged out of Luke's mom's Netflix account. I have not oh. been able to get back in. Well, thoughts and fucking her. prayers. I did text her, and then she did not give me the correct password. And then <laughs> he was busy with some family things, so it hasn't gotten back to me. And I'm too nervous to. I don't. I'm not gonna double text her and follow up. So maybe text her. It'll be fine, dude. It no. Dude, it's she'll it's, love it's too late. Okay, I'll, I'll text her. I'm, it's too, I'm no. Be there don't, on don't, don't do it right don't. now. Do it right now. Mary, if you're listening, it's okay. You're a busy woman. You're a suburban woman of the Northwest suburbs. You're a queen. Uh, but yeah, our Bitcoin king. Yeah. So he's just like guessing like password one, two, three, four, five. I think that was like one of his guesses to try and get into this account. It was registered to 40 different PlayStation 3s <laughs> back in 2010. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Didn't Chewy? Didn't Chewy have it too? Yeah, Chewy's still on it. <laughs> yeah, Chewy, me, and then Luke's mom and stepdad. I think the only users. I hope. Anyway. I hope that you guys have. I hope you guys have actually made profiles on there too. Oh, we, we, do. we do. Yeah, you guys all have profiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fun. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain, toilet. My mom changed the Amazon password like a couple of weeks ago, and we're on the same Prime account. Damn. So that's a, that was a big thoughts and prayers. I had to order something quick. And then, of course, like, I love my mother. Every We all love our mothers, right? But there's sometimes you might need something quick. And then it turns into, oh, hey, 55 how you doing? gallons of lube. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, hey, mom, how you doing? I just kind of need the Amazon password. <laughs> oh, well, let me look. Hold on. Hold on. Hold it's on. I love Zachary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, did you hear your sister last week? I honestly <laughs> cannot believe with her. Let me tell you before I get to this. I, I, it's somewhere in my desk. I'll look for it while I'm telling you this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. That's how it goes. But, I mean, how, how much would that suck if you knew you were sitting on $220 million? That's like... We've probably all made some financial mistakes that we would like to have back, but none that really keep us up at night, right? I feel like that's when you just can't you you can't forget that one. Doubling down on Clemson in the last championship game. We'll forget Yikes. about that one. No, there was Alabama. I thought was, no. Oh was yeah, Alabama. we doubled down on Bama. The Alabama, yeah, the Alabama Clemson game. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson the, the, the great ma- the great massacre. Yikes! Um, Luke and I had dabbled. Luke and I had dabbled in live betting for the Tua, for the first Tua championship, and we were like, "Oh, this is awesome!" When Alabama goes down a touchdown, you just live bet them, and so we we're like, Alabama kept going down a touchdown. We're like, let's live bet. Even them. better odds. Like, yeah, even, even better, better odds. odds. And then it's like third quarter, and we're like, "Yeah, should we?" And we're like, "No, we just got to cut it right here." Uh, speaking of which, when is the perfect time to bet the under and the Jaguars wins next year? I know there's probably a lot, not a lot of money to be made there, but Urban Meyer and uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't exactly move the needle for me for a team that is looked pretty impotent. It's like right now, it's okay. like is wall hype is building around those two. Okay, their stock can only get lower around the draft. 
Mm. Yeah, you probably you probably want you want to trade when the news happens. Like if you're gonna go counter, or maybe right after the draft might be when it's highest <clears throat> when they like get Lawrence. They probably haven't even. They probably haven't even. Oh wow! Speaking of breaking news, one minute ago, Jets hired Robert Sala. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like Mo that. Sala's deal. brother. I Is mean, really? No. Oh. That'd no, awesome the, the Jets did not hire a head coach from Egypt. <laughs> I don't Robert know. Salah. I don't know if Salah is good or not because they had an all pro at all three levels of their defense. But Ooh, maybe this is, a, this is analysis this is football guy analysis. I'm oh, just, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. You go. I'm just I mean, you, you couldn't have done bet. Yeah, I mean, you literally could not have done worse than Adam Gase. Like he he Dude. I don't. Where Did is you see, he? he? He got a fucking interview with the Eagles. What is this? I mean, talk about the most fail upwards profession of all time is becoming a football coach. What, yeah, is he going to become the quarterbacks coach? That isn't failing upwards. Bill no. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien going to be Alabama's offensive coordinator. No. Yes. Did you not see that? Oh my god. Yeah. Butchin himself. Yeah. Well, his son has um, uh, multiple disabilities, so I do actually feel bad for Bill O'Brien because I want him to be gainfully employed because his son desperately needs a lot of medical attention. But aside from that, he obviously is not a great football mind behind the scenes, but I think he well, can coordinate an offense. He was good at Penn State, yeah, he's, he's I gonna, guess. He's going to – He's. I mean, well, he made Christian Hackenberg into an actual draft pick, so, like, that's yeah. that's something that needs to be lauded. But he's – He's like, like, you know, Saban and Belichick are boys, and O'Brien is part of the Belichick yeah, tree. So, like, exactly. it, it he's makes gonna, sense. He's going to get the OC job. He's going to do two to three years of, like, fantastic offense, and then he's going to yep. take the head coaching job at fill in the blank, probably, if I would guess, like, Mizzou. <laughs> or, or like, I don't know. Um, what's another? It's got to be slightly big, but not big enough to really cause Kansas. Ripples. Stop it. <laughs> no. Don't be mean. Less is building a program there. <laughs> UNLV. Oh, that'd be a fun place to coach. No, he get I I he'd, he'd like fill in. He'd get like like he'll get like the South Carolina job, or he'll probably get the Tennessee job at some point. You know, like that's how it'll go. Just a cursed position, cursed job. We know something about cursed franchises, the Bears. I I I mean, it's just crazy, like how. Like you're saying, it's all so cyclical, and it's like you all you need is like hitch your wagon to like one rising star. Like Matt Nagy, like I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is different or not, but it's just like crazy to be like, Do wow, you know like, Bieniemy? <laughs> like maybe maybe this is a real dude, but maybe he's gonna be exactly like Matt Nagy. Like yeah. maybe maybe it's just not like there's Andy Reed and then there's everyone else. Like there's Nick Saban and then there's the people that work for Nick Saban. It's not Nick Saban and then like, oh look at this other like do I mean sorry, hopefully it's not listening, but do we, any of us actually think Texas is gonna be back next year? Uh going to be back? They're already back. Okay, got it. In basketball Steve Sarkeesian. Um if, so long as he doesn't show up drunk at 11 oh o'clock in the morning God, like okay. he did at USC. Yeah, so long as he's not going out to, like, West 6th Street, the Dirty Six, Rainy Street. The thing is, like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't, like, officially an alcoholic or ever really entered treatment. I'm pretty sure he was just put on administrative leave, and then he got the Alabama job and has since rehabilitated his image. 
Um, is the game that you guys are talking about, is that the game where Lane Kiffin, uh, like, accepted the FAU job and then, like, Nick Saban was like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'll, we'll figure it out while you're gone. Is that the game you guys lost? No, we lost Which... the, national champ- the national championship, not this year, not last year, the year before. So, like, the 2019 national championship game. Okay. Which would have been the year after the 201, when Tua threw the game-winning touchdown pass. And then, I think, the, oh, the Trevor, it's the Trevor Lawrence. The Trevor Lawrence um, okay. freshman national game. championship. Yeah, freshman game. It's hard to keep them all straight when it's the same three teams over and over. Yeah, again. really. I know there's there's good it's hard times to find a talent. Good talisman. times. Occasionally an LSU might come around. You never know. I'm proud. Notre of Dame our, will. Oh, never mind. I'm proud of our sweet prince, Coach O. Coach O. Coach O. Go Tigers. You know, I mean, it's 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 or to- toilet. You mentioned the money thing, and it's just like these. I mean, these guys like they get the job and then they just continue to keep failing upwards. And like, that was a whole thing. We want to talk about a real unit going to the, going to the sec, our sweet Prince, Brett Bielema. Like that's why he left the big 10. Cause he's like, I can't pay my assistants anything. This was years ago. He's like, I can't pay my assistants anything, but now you go to the sec and he could pay his assistants like a million dollars a year or something like that to coach. And now everybody's doing it, but I mean, it's one of those. It, it's just like, <clears throat> like the money thing is just these guys just keep like, they just get so, so much of it. And like even a guy like, uh, oh fuck, like Herman, who's not getting paid not to coach anymore. Yeah, Did he get fired. Yeah, Tom Herman. Yeah, he's just getting paid twenty five million dollars not to coach. That's where Sarkeesian is coaching. Oh, Tom Herman. I thought you were talking about Herman Edwards. I thought you were talking about Herman Edwards. No, Herb. He's building a program out in the desert. Program. Um, You know who's... All-time press conference moment when he's, like, he's, like, talking about, like, God and everything, and people are like, you do know you're the Sun Devils, right? He's like, what? Excuse me? Mm. Um, And apologies to all our listeners who tuned in expecting anything other than us just talking about all of the coaches in the NCAA. Um, but you know who's due for another, and the NFL too, you know who's due for another shot at a head coaching spot, I feel like, who's really rehabilitated his image? Urban Meyer. Jim Schwartz. Uh, He's going to get another crack at the, at the, uh, another crack at the ball. I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I think he just, I think he just stepped away from the, the Philly defensive coordinator gig for poor performance do you think he's going to be the eagles head coach no i don't think they asked him to interview oh, okay i don't know i feel like that one's coming up in the next couple of years because when he was head coach with the lions they weren't that bad it was kind of like a lovey smith situation where they were kind of stagnant they were still a winning team but they were like we've got stafford and we've got yeah. a like team around him and we want to like win now sorry uh, jim uh, a couple of bounces, they go ten and six one year, you know, and they're, yeah, yeah, they're in the playoffs. But usually they're eight and eight or nine and seven or seven and nine. You know what would be nice is if we got all of these, you know, uh, journalists to have a little bit of integrity and come out and say, "Hey, um, you guys remember back in August when I said don't worry, uh, don't don't sleep on the Lions? They, I could see them going nine and seven this year and sneaking in the wild card. I want you to eat your goddamn column right now. Like the yeah. fact that you like." 
listening to Bill and Sal and be like, oh, like I bet, I bet, like Sal, like for whatever reason, has fucking derangement system. It was like, yeah, I kind of thought the Bears had a chance. Like, have you spent any time? Bill Simmons was like, oh yeah, Eddie Jackson, he's a pretty good player. Like, do you guys watch any like any? No. The of answer these is no. The answer is no. All. He watches At- he watches the Patriots game and the Sunday night game highlights, and that's it. And that's it. Like you guys have no pull. Like who in their right mind was betting on? I mean, I like the spread because I'm like, well, that's a lot of points to get. But like, I obviously am not a betting person, so I didn't put any money on it. It's really funny that they didn't kick the extra point, so people who had them at eleven and a half were just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if that was you guys. No, no. I, I didn't. I stayed away. I was in Florida, so I couldn't. Not going to touch the Bears. Not going to um, touch the Bears. Not going to touch them. Like, what Troy- are you fucking doing? Toilet, to your point, I think like from 2011 to 2015 or 16, like like Mays and Barnwell chose the Buccaneers to win yeah. the NFC South every yes. single year, and yes. they finished like four and twelve or yes. like five and eleven, like something yes. just fucking terrible. Yes. And, like, and like the very next year, it's always like I think Matt Stafford could be an MVP. Okay, great. Like, yeah, <laughs> I does mean... he have the talent? Like, sure, they throw it a million times because they're always down. They're always losing. He's always hurt. They have a shitty roster. And then, like, yeah, I get it. Like, the Bucks have tons of talent because they always have high first-round picks. I mean, that team for me recently has been the Vikings. And they've oh, underachieved yes, drastically. Yes, go. Go but, off, King. But every year going into the season, you look at the Vikings and you think, like, this is a team that has the makings of, like, playoffs and like a potential where if they get a couple guys and a couple guys make the leap that they can like they can be a winning team and not just like uh, sneak into the wild card but like you could do like an 11 and 5 season and potentially win the division or something like that if they beat the Packers twice and then we inevitably get like the Kirk Cousins low blood sugar like four for six for 26 yards in the first half game. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror saying, Luke, what is wrong with you? The Vikings will never do this. They had the rookie of the year at wide receiver and they still couldn't put anything together on offense. Yeah. I, I was, I, I bought it. I, I bought a to make the a Vikings to make the playoffs. at like plus 400 like when they went one after they went one and five and they started and they went on their little tear again they went on their tear and then of course they lost at the end but I I feel your pain like a team that's just so loaded on paper but I don't know what it is like are we sure Zimmer's a good coach and this is Vikings Hour on the I, oh, <laughs> Midwest podcast well we're representing ISU because Mike Zimmer is an ISU boy go Redbirds um but that that team was also decimated on defense and they lost a ton of talent. Like that's the thing that like no one talked about. It was like, okay, yeah, they have a ton of talent on offense, but they literally lost every talented player on their defense, either left in free agency or got hurt this year. So they were dog shit. I also love the the like do over on the Yannick and Gakwe trade that they got. Like they yeah, traded that was for weird. Gakwe with they trade like a third round pick or something like that for him, and then they turn around and sold him to the sold him to the Ravens for like a fifth round pick and everybody just like brushed it away. Like, yeah. Holy cow. That was a fucking whiff. Mm-hmm. If I, if it was Ryan Pace, it'd be like, everybody would bring it up. Yeah. Cause it fits the narrative for him. 
some teams you they just have certain dna and the bears are losers and the lions are losers and the vikings are fucking losers and there are some teams you just have you have a there's just a no doubt in your mind that they're going to be good like the fucking uh packers and the steelers and the saints and the chiefs as of late like you just kind of believe that no matter what the ravens like they're no matter what happens like your odds are they're going to be eight and eight or above it's just crazy to think like when we were kids like it would be insane to be like, hey, um, in the year 2020, uh, the best teams in the league are going to be the Saints, who were terrible when we were kids, yeah. and the Browns, who have been terrible forever pretty much, and the Bills, who have been terrible pretty much as long as we've been alive, um, except for when we were like infants and didn't know what football was. Hey, shout out Music City Miracle. <laughs> the Buccaneers, who have been terrible pretty much as long as we've been alive, and like it's kind of cool that like some of the things are have not changed like the Steelers and Packers are always good but some of these teams actually are given going to be given their shot except for the Bears because they'll be terrible forever so I mean but by that token you could also say that what if you went back in time and spoke to yourself in 2010 and you would say like hey you know like this current generation of elite quarterbacks the only one who isn't going to be on a playoff team in 2020 is Peyton Manning because he retired. The rest of them are in the playoffs. That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) Rivers, Breeze, Brady, Rogers, Roethlisberger. You could say the Manning Manning bros. Yeah, the Manning bros. You can throw – if it was 2011 and Eli is still, you know, just won a Super Bowl too. You're like, damn, like those are the only two that aren't around? It's kind of crazy. And other than Mahomes, there really hasn't been like – and I guess Brady, but just on a different team – like on Patriots South with Arians and Gronkowski. Um, and the only like pretender to the throne is the Chiefs, which is still Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes. Don't forget Antonio Brown, always a Patriot. Patriot for oh. life. <laughs> That's right. All right, boys. Well, this is an hour 45. This is a lot of sports. I highly recommend we save some of our other topics for uh, next week. Um, does anyone have anything to take us out on? Yeah, so we just we call wanna, it. We want to we want to bring up sea shanties. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's. Yeah, we can do some sea shanties to uh, to end it. Okay, so I'm just gonna say I've been obsessed with the sea shanties. I don't have TikTok, but as a choir nerd from high school, I feel vindicated that four part male harmony sea shanties are a are 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 hot in the streets right now. I mean, it's. It's that one Irish guy who's doing them all right. Yeah. I'm just banging on the table. <laughs> and uh, Luke just destroyed his computer doing a sea shanty, folks. No, I'm okay. Can you, ex- can you explain this to someone who's not as online as you guys are? Yes. So envision back in the 1700s when you're on a ship mm, looking yes. for spices and sure. rum and booty treasure that is because mm. respect women podcast sure you, you haven't had a citrus fruit in over nine months yeah. <laughs> you're blind blimey you're 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 suffering from scurvy and you would to pass the time you and your mates would sing songs oh. so you'd sing shanties they're yes. called sea shanties okay so like the one that's been really popular is this one called the wellerman mm. and that's the one that like people on tiktok it's actually kind of cool like again this is kind of like a high school choir nerd thing but like people are recording themselves singing the different harmonies and then layering them so it's like basically you can 
you can you can do what Luke does with the editing just on TikTok. Mm. So you know maybe we should just start recording our pods on ten four part TikTok harmony. Intervals. Oh my god, <laughs> one minute at a time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool. And so like you would you know these are all like all old pub songs too, right? Like the the video of like the the hooligans you know singing at the pub before soccer games and like all the boys are like getting rowdy and everything lads are like, getting oh pants. yeah like let's do it um so yeah i, I like those there's uh these sea shanties are fun and the so adaptations the of things were simple man the adaptations of modern before songs screens, into you know, that we just, into... i was gonna say the adaptations of modern songs into that rhythm and melody are also hilarious like people doing Migo songs or like, you know, whatever, like funny songs like WAP and like stuff like that. Play Do it. <laughs> I don't even know. It's it's just basically taking any other four four song. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? <laughs> like in New York City, I'm a thousand miles away, but got it. I literally cannot wait until the moment when the boys are being lads again, just being guys, being singing dudes. sea shanties, singing songs, singing sea breaking, shanties, guys being dudes, playing Halo Three harmony. Yes, God bless. I know that our, day comes soon. On our PS3s, watching Luke's, watching Luke's Netflix for Kevin's mom's birthday party slash bachelor party slash COVID vaccination party. You know, just bat- just singing sea shanties, drinking beers with your mates back in the day. You know, just <sighs> your only worry was dodging scurvy. <laughs> back when mates were lads, am I back right? Back when lads were mates. And they <laughs> used to mate on ships. <laughs> Every- you haven't I seen a woman for say. 10 months. <laughs> Speaking of all-time dad movie, Master and Commander, that's like on my, the far side of like the world. Background, it's like one of my background movies, an all-time Paul Bettany performance when he performs surgery on himself in the mirror. Oh, what a moment! Big wow. time Russell Crowe performance. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. It's a great movie. There's like, I don't think there's, just, I don't think there is a, a single uh, female character in the entire thing. Mm, doesn't quite pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> <laughs> all right lads this is not an abc comedy so we don't call your mother we ring your mother text your mother no call her no ring her make sure you have time because she might want to talk call the ringer call the ringer and ask for your mom Rusty razor, shave his belly with a rusty razor, shave his belly with a rusty razor, air lie in the morning. Way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises.